This is Tether Talk, a podcast for women where we talk about the truths that influence our identities, guide our choices, form our future, and lead us to the hope that steadies our hearts. Let's pull back the layers, uncover the lies, and hold on to the only truth that satisfies. Welcome back. It's been about five minutes since my last episode recording. So yeah, welcome back to you. Um, I wanted to say thank y'all for tracking with me this evening. I'm trying to get all these done tonight so that we can move on. Um, not trying to rush through anything, but I'm, I am trying to get some of these done just out of respect for the patience that you all have. Praise the Lord. I think it's awesome. But I did want to shout out another truth teller, SB. Um, Thank you so much for posting in the group um, along the lines of identity and having an identity outside of being a mother and an employee or having a career. Hopefully you had a chance to listen to what identity isn't. uh, But I wanted to take a moment real quick to just address uh, this idea of finding our identity and what we do. You are not what you do. However, what God has given you to do is part, it literally needs your identity for that thing to be completed. So who you are as a mother is uh, what God has entrusted you with and what God has put in, in you to become that mother that you are, to be the mother that you are. Who you are as an employee, your your work ethic, your integrity are all part of your identity. And so without you being rooted in the Lord without you understanding that you are a woman of virtue, a woman of integrity, a woman of patience, um, a woman whom God trusts to take care of your children, you would not be as effective in what you do right now in those positions. But those positions are not your identity. They're part of what you do and, um, you know, they're part of your life but they are not you. Yes, you are identifiably a mother. Yes, you are identifiably an employee, but who you are is not based upon those things. If you were not a mother, you would still be you. If you were not working, you would still be you and God still values you exactly the way that you are. So I really hope that that previous episode was encouraging to you. I may not have been speaking, uh, uh, you know, referencing your name specifically, but I hope that it was encouraging to you. I wanted to take this moment to just address you directly, let you know that you are loved um, and, and, and you are full of some more than more of what more than what you just posted. Okay. So much more than that. Uh, Your life experiences have made you who you are. God has literally taken what the enemy meant for evil and worked it out for your good. I know that. And there is not only truth in what you live and what you say, there's testimony in that. um, And there's victory in that as well. And so I would, I just want to come against the enemy's lies that want to minimize you to just what you do. um, Because there's more, there's no doing in heaven. Okay. And your, your aim and the end of the beginning of life after this life on 
on earth is not about what you do. It is about being. It's about being you with the Lord. And so I just want to encourage you with that and to let you know that you are seen and uh, you are loved, not only by the Father, but by me and um, by all those who are in your circle of influence, um, of which I believe you have great influence. Like I fully believe you have great influence and I strongly encourage you to, um, to dream a little bit. Allow yourself to think about those things that you once did when you were a child, when you were running, running around circles on a track. I remember that. Um, you were great then and you are great now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like nothing has changed. You're still the same SB and um, a more refined, a stronger, more victorious, uh, more grounded version of that person but you are the same and your value neither increased nor decreased. And I trust that the Lord is going to really um, touch this part of your heart um, in this season. And I believe that God is going to speak to you in a more profound way, uh, in a way that really liberates your heart and your soul to walk into the fullness of the calling that he has for you. So that's what I have to say, SB. I love you, girl. And um yeah, actually, speaking of dreaming, that's what the next focus is. And that comes from Truth Teller SS, who says that she struggles with using her talents for God's purpose um, and trying to figure out what to do with those things. And the title of this episode is Trusting God Enough to Dream. My leg is numb. Give me a moment. And there's my door. Okay. Trusting God enough to dream. I think this is really difficult for a lot of us, especially, um, I would say it's difficult for most people, um, but obviously the title of this is Trusting God Enough to Dream. But I don't think it's just a Christian issue. I think it's difficult for anyone to dream, especially when your circumstances, the circumstances before you are so overwhelming and intimidating, um, which is why we all love underdog stories or those those stories where people come from nothing and they become like greats. We love like the Vera Wangs, you know, who start companies at f in their fifties and are killing the game. We love, you know, the, you know. Uh, little the, the minority who excels and and becomes the leader of a nation we love we love stories like that we love people whose homes burn down and then you know they they find a secret talent that they have and all you know end up becoming uh being able to either rebuild their homes and then help others we love the women who go through um you know, miscarriages or even women who, who've had abortions and they come out of those places and they are championing life or championing uh, women around them who've gone through similar situations. Like we love that. We love to dream. Uh, we are, we are creators by nature because we are created by a creator. And so um, it is very difficult for human beings to just sit around and do nothing except if they're high. <laughs> they're drugged out man they can't do can't do much you know they can they can dream some interesting dreams but the 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 actualizing of those dreams is very very difficult 
holistically speaking, it is hard for most, for all of, for all humans to dream, to, to not dream. It's difficult. We want a life that's better than the life we have now. And God has placed eternity in the hearts of men. And eternity is ultimately we what we are desiring, what we hope for, what we dream for. But until we get there, I believe he's given us a divine license to dream, a divine license to to take all that is within us and to give it back to the Lord and to share it with our fellow man, our fellow woman and um, future generations to lay down legacies, to lay down, um, you know, new ideas to make the world better than what it was when we came in. And so as, as I'm thankful for this particular post because it just shows like not only your desire to do for the Lord, but it shows your vulnerability and being able to say, man, I don't, I don't even know if this is, this is right. And I will tell you this right now, there is no right and wrong. There is only grace and faith and then obedience grace for every single season of your life where you thought you were supposed to do something and then you ended up not doing it because you were afraid or you were ashamed or you failed before but then there's faith to begin again to say oh my gosh you know what i have this idea i have this thought and then you step out in faith you take that risk and you allow god to do with whatever it is that you give him which he loves and then there's obedience to keep cultivating that thing you know, to keep going back to it every day, making sure that you don't become lax in your pursuit of whatever it was that the Lord placed on your heart or whatever thing it is that you determined within yourself for those of you who aren't Christians to say, I'm going to do this. Like I can imagine, I know this, I use this example a lot, you know, just like with weight loss and things like that. But like, man, I, it's my goal to get healthier, to become a healthier version of myself. I either need to drop weight, I need to, you know, heal my body in some way, I need to change the way I eat, my nutrition, um, you know, whatever it is. And then to see people like grind to that point is so inspiring. It's so motivational. In the same way, seeing someone else who, you know, had a business idea and then all of a sudden, you know, it starts coming to life. They're just taking one step at a time. And as, as I know you just dropped something recently, girl, you are doing it. You are, you are dreaming and you are walking by faith right now. And I, I just want to congratulate you for actually taking the risk to, to see something in your head and to say, you know what, I think I'm going to do this and to put it in the work to create what you are creating right now and to step out and to say, you know what, I, I think this is exactly what I'm going to do. And I know that you're not a one trick you know, person and that's not the only thing that you do. I believe there's so much more that the Lord has placed inside of you, but I don't want that statement to put pressure on you to feel like you, what you're doing right now is insufficient because it's not. It's exactly what God wants you to do in this moment. And just like I was telling SB, like you are not what you do. So at the end of the day, you taking the opportunity to step out in faith and to do what it is that you're doing or to write the vision for whatever it is that you want to do next is is you literally trusting God enough to say, hey, Lord, I trust what you've put in me. And frankly speaking, when it comes to gifts, 
I believe there are two different types of gifts, the, the gifts or the talents that we desire. And then there are those that are determined for us. They're predetermined for us. According to Ephesians chapter four, verse uh, 10, it says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for, for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And yes, this is in the context of the Lord granting us grace through faith uh, to walk with him in spirit. Um, and what else? Oh, that we're seated together in heavenly places with Jesus Christ. And that um, that is by grace that we've been saved through faith and that that and not of ourselves. It is a gift from God, not out of our works, lest anyone should boast. Yes, that is the context, the true context. You don't want to do anything in in your good and with good works and your serving or your compassion, your empathy for others. Anything that you do, you don't you're not doing it to make right with God. It's that's not what's saving you in his sight. That's not what's drawing him close to you. It's not what you do. Salvation and and freedom and victory comes as a gift from God that we receive freely from the Lord as we believe that Jesus is the one who availed that for us. So that's what it is, but I love Ephesians chapter 10 uh, 4 verse 10 because it says or 2 verse 10, I'm sorry, that we are his workmanship. So I think one way that we can kind of relieve the the pressure of doing and making sure that we are using our gifts properly is to remember that we are God's workmanship. If he is the potter and we are the clay, Jeremiah 18, I believe. If we are the if he's the potter and we are the clay, that means he is determining he 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 determined our who we would be as a vessel. He molded us into his vessel of choice and then put in us gifts those that were predetermined he put in us gifts that we would eventually use to bring glory to him and down the line he gives us the freedom to even ask of him for other things other gifts other talents for favor for grace for opportunities for open doors all those things that if we are in line with his will and we pray we pray according to the will of the Lord, but also pray in faith as James 1 commands us or encourages or exhorts us to do, then we can trust that the Lord will will hear us and he will grant those things to us so long as they are added to what he's given to us so that we can bring glory to him, so that we can enjoy what we're doing. I fully believe that part of dreaming is also enjoying being, uh, enjoying doing with God. You can be with God, be with God in, in, in the planning room where you're laying down the blueprints, right? While you're dreaming. Don't be afraid of that. God, listen, he put that thing in you. He put it in you. So for you to acknowledge it and to be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, that just dropped. What is that? And then to, to really sit back and be like, Lord, what is that? And then allow him to, to magnify it for you. And then for you to accept it and then water it with your faith and with your obedience, it's bound to blossom. It's bound to become the thing that he predetermined it to be. So you are his workmanship. He's going to make sure that you do and become exactly what he intended you to be and to do. And it says that we're created in Christ Jesus for good works. 
So if you commit your ways and establish your steps, establish your ways, uh, uh, commit your ways and establish your steps. I'm sorry, commit your ways to the Lord and allow him to establish your steps. There's no way that what you do will falter. It will be good because you were created in Christ Jesus for good works, to do good works. So long as you stay close to the creator, you stay close to the to to the <laughs> innovator, you stay close to the one who has the blueprints, it's all going to turn out just fine. And then it ends with which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You don't have to worry because the safety net is that God determined all this from the beginning. So SS, this fear of like, man, I don't know how to use my talents and how to use my gifts. The answer is to use your talents and to use your gifts. Let God figure out how those things land. And it's okay to have talents that you are honing over time that you practice but if you don't if you don't use them you won't you won't master them so even like this like this podcast right i started off i kind of had a vibe for it i'm like okay this is what it is and and i'm i'm saying this podcast i'm not talking about tether talk i'm talking about uh i think my first one was like so cry no more <laughs> and then it was believe again and then it was live amen and now it's tether talk it's literally the same podcast okay but it has evolved over time i'm using the gifts of exhortation i'm using the gifts of discernment and wisdom and whatever over time they 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 changed they evolved over time as i grew into myself and into the understanding of who God has created me to be. Is that to say that those other podcasts were fail fails or like they were uh imperfect? No, it's just they 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 do not fully express who I am today. They were a part of who I am today. I'm not saying I'm completely perfect or that this dream has been, you know, fully actualized, but I do know that who I was at the time of those recordings is not the person that I am today and to remain in those places would be to shortchange who God has actually said that I am now in the same way you may embark on uh tackling some of these talents that you are using these talents that you have tackling the the uh honing of gifts of of creativity that you have or whatever but continue to do that because as you grow, they will grow. And and I love, let me see, where's the other scripture? Where the Lord says that, you know, that we are, oh yeah, to, but to each, this is verse four. I'm sorry, chapter four, Ephesians chapter four, verse seven. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, um... Anyway, basically this whole chapter, verse four, talks about spiritual gifts. And he's and it literally he's given to each one of us grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. So whatever it is that you have, whatever skills, whatever talents, whatever abilities that you have, the Lord determined those before the foundation of the world, granted them to you as his workmanship, 
as a vessel that he is molding and shaping to fulfill whatever he's called you to do and 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 ensure that you become whoever he's called you to be but you don't have to worry about where those gifts talents and abilities land because god has given you sufficient grace to use what he's given you he may not be he may not have given you grace for somebody else's vision which brings me to another point it is very tempting to look at what you do and look at the similarity of what someone else is doing and to start foregoing or forsaking what it is that you are called to because it's so close to what somebody else is doing i know what you're doing right now at least what you've revealed right but if you look at somebody else who's doing something similar to what you're doing i believe i'm actually doing something similar to what you're doing right now but guess what we're in completely different veins and we are both answering a call from the lord in a different way and if we if we look at each other and rather than coming alongside one another and spurring one another unto good works unto the lord even if and i know some people will be like oh you're you know talking about gifts and talents and abilities and kind of mixing that up frankly speaking the gift is what is given to us uh through the holy spirit the love joy peace patience kindness all those gifts um faithfulness gentleness self-control and then there are gifts that are specified here in scripture where you know to some he's given to be apostles prophets evangelists and pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints and the work of the ministry for edifying the body of christ till we come to unity um, and there, and there are other gifts, the gifts of mercy, uh, there are gifts of compassion, um, there's administrative gifts. There's so many gifts. Some people call some of these gifts talents, but they're all divinely deposited in every individual in a special and grace-filled way from the Lord. So interchangeably, yes, to some extent using these words, but if we take these gifts, talents, and abilities, and we compare them with something similar that someone else has, we will miss out on what and how God wanted to uniquely use those gifts, talents, and abilities in us. Why would God not give everyone a completely different gift? I don't know. You're going to have to ask Jesus that question. But I will say that he is big enough that he could use the same thing in different people and still create something unique. <laughs> I think he's more I think he's more of an OG. I think he's I think he's more God. I think he's more Yahweh. I think he's more the creator by using something that is similar yet slightly different to prove his point that he can do whatever he wants in the same way that every human being is you know majority fashioned the same way two eyes two ears one mouth two arms two legs yes i know that that's not true for everybody but the essence of identifying human a human being is the same but what that human being is made of like what's inside them their their character their laugh you know their smile their dna all those things are so uniquely different and still everything is divinely good he says everything is good so in the same way the gifts are distributed 
Some might be given to, may have the same gift, may have the same talent, may have the same ability, but because they are surrendered to, or they give that gift to the Lord and God's grace has given, that God has endowed upon them a sufficient amount of grace for that gift for themselves as a unique vessel of the Lord, whatever comes out of that person will be unique. It just will. So SS, you are divinely and uniquely created by the Lord to complete good works that he has established for you to do before the foundation of the world, before time began. And he's granted you sufficient grace to do those things. So you need not worry whether you're going to land where you're supposed to, because God will ensure that those things are done appropriately. They're done according to his will. And the only thing you need to focus on is being faithful and being obedient. Grace covers the rest of it. Be faithful and be obedient. Trust the Lord with the rest of it. That's what this is about. That's what dreaming is. Trusting God with the seed, being faithful to cultivate that seed, to water that seed, being obedient to wait on the Lord, to move forward where he says move forward, to stop when he says to stop, and then to wait for the harvest, to wait for what he brings out of what you've done in faith and obedience. So I hope that's encouraging to you. Hopefully it wasn't too much generic or I'm trying really hard not to spiritualize this stuff like I'm really trying Um, but if you ask me a question about spiritual things I will try to answer it from that perspective if you ask me uh, a question a carnal question I'm gonna still try to answer it spiritually (laughs) but just saying like I don't want it to be like, oh, that was so lofty. And I, and I don't believe it was lofty. It's not like it was over your head or anything like that. But I just, I don't want it to be a bunch of talk and nothing that lands for you to encourage you. Like, I'm hoping that hearing what's been said just takes off the pressure. That's really what this is. Just don't give in to any pressure to look a certain way, to sound a certain way, to produce a certain way, to present yourself a certain way. Let go of that. There's no pressure in the Lord. There's purpose and there's promise, but there's no pressure. Leave perfection to God. You just be obedient. You be faithful. That's all you need to do. And God loves it when you are willing to take godly risks and do whatever he's just placed on your heart to do. There's some stuff right now the Lord is telling me to do and I'm like laughing as I do them because I'm like, there's no way. (laughs) Even though I know there's a way. And I know that if he dropped it in me, he's going to make it happen. But it's still hard to believe because I, I, I can't see past today. I can't. I have to trust him enough that he'll he'll wake me up in the morning, let alone a dream. You know what I'm saying? A vision, a hope, an aspiration, you know, a plan. I'm just believing that Lord willing, I wake up tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So like for you, day by day, step by step, walk with the spirit. 
and he'll take care of the rest. You've got this. It's going to be great. Keep doing and keep dreaming. Until next time.